Welcome to the LBM Journal's Recruit and Retain podcast, hosted by Rico Brandon, the leading recruiting and retention expert in the building products industry and founder of RecruitRetainRock.com, where LBM leaders learn how to solve their hiring and retention challenges. In each episode, Rika and guests will dive into what's working now in recruiting and retention. You'll get insight and actionable advice in every episode. Now, here's your host, Rika Brandon. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. I'm so excited for today's podcast. I have Nicole Howard, who is a regional talent supervisor at USLBM, on with me today. And obviously, USLBM does a ton of recruiting and hiring and has a good focus on retention. So I'm super excited to hear what she's going to share with us today um, about what's working really well for them. And then also some of the things that they find are challenging and things that hopefully we can all share and learn from each other. So without further ado, uh, Nicole, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and some of your experience? Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me on today. I do appreciate that. So uh, again, I'm Nicole. I'm the Regional Talent Supervisor for the Northeast Market of USLBM. And I've been with the company well over two years. And my position is really to assist with the recruiting efforts on our talent shared services team. And overall, I've been recruiting for over 10 years. So uh, learning quite a bit about the new market I'm in, which is the Northeast. Yeah, I've I've done a ton of recruiting in the Northeast. It's one of my favorites. So, well, I'm typically a Midwest girl, so it's been a, a change of pace. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I was born uh, on a farm in North Dakota, but I feel like I was a Jersey girl at heart. Like I might have just been born in the wrong state. So I uh, I live in the Midwest and really feel like I should have been on the East Coast. So. <laughs> I've heard that a lot. They say you talk really fast, so <laughs> you would do really well in this market. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I love it. Well, obviously, you've been doing this a long time and had a lot of success. Um, what is something that you're willing to share with us about what's really been working well for you lately um, and some of the things that you're doing that you're really seeing are helpful in you know, a market that can be pretty challenging right now due to our, due to our lack of a ton of qualified applicants and aging workforce and stuff? What are, what's something that's working really well for you? Uh, right now, communication is some of the biggest pieces that have worked for us in this environment. I think when you come into recruiting, really understanding the needs of each hiring manager and really understanding what that job entails. We're all stretched pretty far as far as recruiting goes. And so sometimes you just don't have the ability to go on site. And I think one thing we've been blessed with is an amazing team that has that open communication and willingness to change uh, what they're doing, right? And so they're able to kind of set that mindset of proactive recruiting versus reactive. And so yeah. it's been nice with our hiring managers to kind of shift focus instead of feeling like you're filling a spot and fixing a bleed, you're looking more long-term for that recruiting effort. So that's been that, one of the things I've been blessed with. Yeah. And that's something that I think, you know, obviously we've chatted before, but that's something I think is so important and really hard to get to. Um, so do you have any tips for people on how, cause you know, urgency and busy is the standard of the hiring manager. And for those of you who don't speak recruiter, hiring manager is really anyone who's responsible for choosing the people on their team and is responsible for hiring choices. Um, so it could be a sales manager, ops manager, branch manager, VP president. 
Um, it's just sort of an all-encompassing term, just so in case anybody's wondering what that is. Um, but Nicole, yeah, let's talk a little bit more about that because I think that is something that many HR people and recruiters struggle with is really getting the hiring managers to recognize, you know, hey, I'm your partner. And also, like, we don't want to just put a Band-Aid on this one. We want to kind of get ahead of it for the future. So what are some of the things you've learned in this process or you guys found worked really well to help kind of create that open communication? Well, hiring managers typically don't like a lot of change. But (laughs) unfortunately for them, the world is constantly changing. And I think one of the best things about USLBM and our leadership team is that we really really push our supervisors to be the best that they can be. And I think what really works for us again in that communication is that the hiring managers understand where that recruiter is coming from and we understand where they're coming from. We know they have a need, but we want to really dive into exactly what they're looking for. And most of the time it's coming down to that attitude and aptitude of the candidate versus that skill set. And so I think it's really being able to put yourself in their shoes. Um, and then it helps them appreciate you a lot more because you're giving them the information they need on the current market. Because the reality is some of the market's just not that great right now. And giving them those data points and explaining to them what it looks like from a recruiting standpoint really helps them put it into perspective. So again, communication is the biggest part of our success with our hiring team, with our HR and with the talent shared services. Yeah. And I, uh, I had a friend just say something about like, you know, we need to be flexible when we're hiring. And I was like, yeah, be flexible, but not foolish. And I think that's where a good partnership with HR or your recruiter, um, or if it's, if you're a hiring manager, who's doing a lot of that on your own is to recognize, right. Sometimes the market, like we can't get what we want for whatever reason, we can't afford it, it doesn't exist. It's, you know, and like, so then how, what is the ultimate goal we're looking for? And what's another way to get there? Um, Because for many people, they're just, I mean, it's, it's well known to anybody who's in the world of recruiting that there is a lack of qualified, proven building products talent out there. You know, you're not going to post an ad to get a bunch of good ones. Um, So I love that, that that's been such a big focus for you guys is really trying to like, understand, hey, we're on the same side. And just like, you know, we can't always sell every customer at the price they want. We can't always fill the position with exactly what we want for various reasons. Right. Um, I just think that is something that, you know, smart hiring managers see their recruiter or HR person as a partner with the same goal, uh, but with, you know, different skills and experience versus, you know, a, you know, an admin to just deliver what they want. Um, So, yeah, I love that. Absolutely. It's a mindset, really. It's the mindset of that hiring manager to look at us as an equal partnership to make sure that they know we're on the same path as them. And that when we look at their facility, we're not just filling that spot. We are making sure that we are looking long term. And so I think that's so helpful in what we do is just that mindset and that shifting to show that we're partnering together. Yep, absolutely. And I think um, that's something I'm pretty passionate about, and I, I deal with a ton of people in HR and recruiting uh, in the industry. And I think when you're not in it, you don't know how passionate people like yourself are about, I want to get the right fit, not just for right now, but for the long term. And I also want to make sure we're positioned uh, for the future. And I think that is, to any hiring manager listening, like really try to have a conversation with your partner 
and say, you know, hey, like, what is this? Or how can I help you help me? Um, and you'll be amazed at the results you guys can get when you're when you're looking at it like a partnership where everybody's d- bringing different expertise and experience to it. Um, right. And it's also part of a succession plan, right? So we don't want that person to just look at this next entry-level person coming in as just an entry-level person. How can we build them into their next roles? And a lot of what a USLBM does is a lot of internal shifting, right? So a lot of people can make lateral moves to learn another position. A warehouse person can move into logistics or a warehouse person can move into sales. You know, it's just not one-sided. And so hiring managers looking at it as a succession plan of the next phases of their business is going to be really beneficial as well. Yep, absolutely. All right. Anything you want to share on that? Or should we move on to uh, some of the challenges that you've been overcoming in the last year and ideas on uh, for other people and then anything I can help with? Well, I I mean, I definitely have a couple of challenges we can go over. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just a walk in the park every day. No, it's not. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> I would be I would have wondered if you were out of touch if it had been, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I would say, and obviously I think this is kind of well known in every market right now, not just building materials, but the pandemic mm-hmm. has really shifted focus of how we can do certain things in the market. And really, it's it's a new ball game for us. We've already been into the pandemic for almost a year, but our status has stayed the same. We've been deemed essential and our business has been booming more than ever. And so really what we need to do in the pandemic, one of the biggest frustrations was making sure we can continue to help the hiring managers fill these roles and to bring in good candidates. So not only do you have your regular recruiting on top of it where you're having, you know, not a lot of success because you're not getting the skilled candidates you want, but then you're throwing in the pandemic on top of it and people fearing to come in face to face or hiring managers not having those the technical side of things, right? Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we've been trying to get through to our hiring managers is that okay, the old school methods can work. Some people can still walk in, but we have to take those extra precautions. Mm -hmm. And now with our talent shared services, we need to be able to assist our hiring managers in kind of advancing their technology skills to have video conferencing or video interviews and make them more comfortable. So I think right now that's a pretty big hurdle for a lot of us that have not had to use the technology before. And how do we help mold them into what our new world is going to be is where our, our kind of uh, challenges are lying right now. Yeah. And I, uh, on that, um, a couple of things, you know, I've, for a long time, I've been really advocating the power of a phone interview. Like in your case, you're probably doing that. Um, but it's, it's way better to start with a phone interview to really kind of make sure they communicate well on the phone and they have the, they have a good personality And you can cover some deal breakers and some functional, like, have you done it? Can you do it again? Um, And you're not stuck, right? Everybody who's interviewed very much at all has had the interview within five minutes. You're like, yeah, this is not going anywhere. Um, But you're kind of stuck in that courtesy interview state for, you know, 20 or 30 minutes because they spent that much time just to drive to the interview and waiting for you to get there. Um, And so I always say, like, you know, in the interest of time and efficiency and not having to wait a week till your schedules work, you know, start with a phone interview. 
And so, you know, trying to talk people into that versus just immediately the face-to-face has been a journey for the last few years. And once they start doing it, they see, oh my gosh, this is so efficient, right? Um, and with that, you know, I we joked earlier, but I've been trying to talk my clients into the video interview for years. Um, and I'm a person who I've been a national recruiter forever. So, I mean, I joke, like I was probably one of the least disrupted people from the pandemic about how I do my life because it was already pretty heavily <laughs> yep. remote. Um, but there's also like kind of like your point of the tech challenge where they don't want to. And I had a client like they didn't have a webcam that they like. So we zoomed, but I never saw their faces like they could see mine, um, you know, and they would join. But I was like, buy a webcam. They're like a hundred bucks. And <laughs> this is it's weird to me that you're you. This is a pretty good sized company and you don't have this functionality. Um, and then I had another client that was really pretty opposed to the video interview until COVID, but then they like went in full barrel, right? And they loved it. And they started with like a panel interview for the first interview. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, slow down, right? (laughs) Baby steps, baby steps. (laughs) There's a psychology on the side of the candidate too, but it's been a very interesting journey to watch, you know, to your point, the different adaptions of it, of like still a hard no, um, but really at the end of the day, this is so much more efficient. And once you get used to it, you'll love it, right? You just Absolutely. Really get you used to it. And then there's also like, okay, slow down, like slow, slow down. <laughs> that we're now we're not using the tool correctly, right? It it has a purpose, but nobody should start with four people asking them questions for their first interview. That's oh, a, that's, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It, it and it's not it's not just one client, it's several. And I'm like, okay, let's not do that. Okay. I know it looks efficient on your end, but what if they're terrible? You just had four people who are fairly expensive waste that time. There's, there's what's more been really what's been really great is you know I have moved from the Midwest market to the Northeast market during the pandemic and so yeah. I've actually not been able to travel to any of my facilities yeah and so yeah. I'm, I'm basically going in blind and really one of the things I pride myself on is being able to see that job stand at that job do that job mm-hmm. for you know however long so that I can really speak to it and so one of the things the hiring managers have really had to adapt to with me is they're taking me on FaceTime and taking me through that position because I need to see it beginning mm-hmm. to end. And so that was kind of our starting point because sometimes when you look at the candidates, if they're not coming in for a face-to-face, they're also not knowing what they're getting into. So yeah. I have been attempting also to pull together these videos of our shops so that the candidates can really see what that process looks like because some of them may have an image in their head and then when they see it, they're like, whoa, that is definitely yeah. not what I want to do. So I think we just have to continue evolving our technology when it comes to those candidates and really show them what we what we have to offer. Otherwise, it's going to be difficult to start them on the first day with them not knowing what they're getting into. Yeah. And I'm so glad you shared that because um, it comes up a lot. Like everybody um, looks at the fancy recruiting videos that are like, you know, professionally done and they're gorgeous and those are awesome, right? However, mm-hmm. like it's not necessarily realistic for most companies to do that for every position, but you can walk around with your smartphone and walk somebody through that job. And, you know, as long as you're kind of mindful and with minor editing, you can have a excellent like peek into the job. Right. And it's a, you know, maybe it's a five, maybe it's a 15 minute video overview, but that helps, especially because a big challenge is, you know, people start the job and then they have a lot of turnover within the first 90 days. And it's like, if you can introduce that and here's the, here's what it looks like. And here's the job a day in the life. 
even if it's just like you said, you know, on, on your iPhone and you're recording it um, and it's you're saving it to the cloud so people can see it. But that's a really good way to weed people out who aren't a fit. So you're not wasting your time. I know Absolutely. when we feel like there's a scarcity, it's kind of scary to weed people out. But it's like at the end of the day, it's a lot cheaper and easier to weed them out before you hire them and they quit after six weeks in the job. Right. Um, right. And well, that burns out your own internal people too, right? So yeah. internally, you have a full training staff that's bringing people on. You're doing the orientation. You've done the drug testing, the background checks. And, and then that candidate comes on and they're like, what? This is not what I signed up for. And whether it's a week or 10 days later, we need to give them that realistic, mm-hmm. this is what your job entails. And so what that looks like, I'm not really sure yet, but right. I think it would be great to have some sort of video or again, the FaceTiming thing is perfect. Mm-hmm. I, I've had a couple of hiring managers take me around even on my laptop and take me through their facility. And it's been excellent for me to yeah. see everything. And, you know, what I would say as a person who's a recruiter through and through is that, you know, we don't want to just tell them about the job when we're shooting that video or having that conversation. Um, we want to sell them on the opportunity, but also share the realities, right? Um, you know, there's what is exciting to you and me as recruiters is not exciting to other people, right? Just as things <laughs> that excite other people don't excite us. We're all different, but there's an ideal profile um, for that individual who's going to take that role. And what lights them up are some key parts of that, right? And so mm-hmm. to make sure you're focusing on, hey, you know, it's a chance for you to do problem solving. It's a chance for you to work with your hands. You know, it's a chance for you to, you know, move the needle on the business, you know, whatever kind of role it is. Um, in my mind, I'm sort of in like the yard or in the warehouse is kind of where my brain is going. Yeah, same um, here, same here. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, you know, we sit at our desk and check our email for some jobs, right? But uh, the uh, I just think that that's a really kind of quick and easy way um, to flush out your career page and do it um, with also like, I'm going to tell and sell you, which I talk about a lot. We need to tell and we need to sell. Um, So I would say to anybody who's like, oh, that seems like kind of a cool idea. um, Make sure you're also selling the opportunity when you're telling about it, Um, because we want to entice them and excite them. But we also want to kind of make sure they're not, um, you know, it's not just sunshine and roses. Right. (laughs) Yeah, You're going to get dirty. It's dusty. You know, there's some parts that if you don't like that, it's never going to work, no matter, you know, how how right you think it is when you're in the office interviewing. Uh, What's very funny to me is the amount of people that are actually allergic to sawdust. And it would be one thing that you would never think of. And so when you get people into whether they're touring face to face, they wouldn't know that by reading our job ad. Um, yeah. They're having to see it when they're either in the facility or starting the first day. And it's it's a real allergy that I didn't even know was something that existed. I'm not going to lie. I did not know. I mean, obviously like people are, you know, dust and don't like it, but like that it's a legit allergy. I got to say, I learned that today. So yes, it's, it's very interesting. And there's a lot of people that have severe allergies when it, when it comes to sawdust. And so I think having a peek inside of that facility, whether it's a truss manufacturing plant or a straight lumber yard, it's going to show the difference between what that intake will look like as far as allergies go too. So sometimes you have to keep that in mind as well. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think that's just, you know, kind of what the pandemic has done is complicate a lot of things, but also forced us to figure out technology and ways to, you know, do things, you know, more efficiently with challenges. Right. And I think, um, 
you know, like we talked about the video interviews, like there's a little bit of a tech challenge. There's a learning curve, kind of an unwillingness to do it. And yet I find that most people, once they do it and they see that it's actually quite easy, then they're like, oh, this is way easier. I just need to sit down for a half hour and do this versus like, you know, prep, you know, like everything like that. And then um, do it. I just, I think it's so good. Keylink Fencing and Railing makes beautifully designed aluminum deck railing and fencing for outdoor living. Contractors love the quick and easy way Keylink installs, while homeowners rave about the modern but timeless style. Keylink's products are all manufactured at their Pennsylvania plant from high quality aluminum. If you're looking for quality, style, and service, choose Keylink for your aluminum railing and fencing needs. Learn more at keylinkonline.com. Um, one of the things just kind of real quick before we wrap up here, um, how has it been for you guys and what are some of the ways you found um, with kind of like the masking and the social distancing and those protocols in the interview? Um, you know, my clients have basically, you know, the temperature when you come in and, you know, conference rooms and six feet apart, everyone wearing a mask. So they've sort of just incorporated that into their interview process. Is that what you guys have done or have you done some other things to sort of deal with that level of complication during the pandemic? Yeah, we've, we have taken so many precautions. We have a full COVID response team. They've been absolutely excellent working with all of our employees to make sure everybody has remained safe. Uh, we have uh, obviously the temp checks and the masks and those that aren't able to wear the masks. We've come up with, you know, different ideas for them as well. But as far as the recruiting side of things, you know, we're really diving in deeper than we had before. So we do initial phone screens, but our phone screens have really been more in depth for those hiring managers and mm -hmm. trying to kind of avoid that face-to-face, -face, right? Yeah. And so when we do have to have a face-to-face, -face, we are doing a full screening prior to them entering the facility. And we're making sure that everybody's feeling comfortable with that because some of the candidates who have been, you know, either unemployed or have had to deal with COVID themselves, they may not be comfortable going face-to-face -face until they actually have the position. And so we're making sure that everybody is comfortable, you know, whether they're having an additional phone interview. Again, the videos are really taking off for a lot of our hiring managers doing yeah. it over the laptop. Um, that's been great for us. Um, but yeah, again, just taking all those precautions, doing screenings beforehand is important. Yeah. And it's, it, it's a good point when you say that where, you know, in recruiting, like, you know, you and I've talked about this before, but you know, it's, it's, you have to adapt, you have to figure it out. And I think one thing to keep in mind is that every candidate is different. So there might be a candidate that, you know, is of the belief that, you know, COVID is a hoax and this is dumb, but there's a lot more, um, you know, that are like, they appreciate the effort to do it. Um, and some who are like, you know, to your point, have had a, a personal bad experience and you need to be able to um, kind of show like, hey, our employees are important to us. And we're going to do this and also to some extent find out like because if somebody's going to be a complete pain about that safety protocol it's good to know that in the interview before they're actually on board and putting other employees at risk um but i think absolutely they're yeah. they're all safety sensitive positions and so safety is always going to be of utmost importance so that's definitely a red flag <laughs> in yeah. a phone screen if there's going to be some you know situations where they don't want to um you know wear a mask which we can't tell them if they can or cannot wear a mask but mm -hmm. it's just what can we do to keep everybody safe is the main goal yeah the uh and it's I, i'm in minnesota and we're under a mask mandate 
still. Um, so in Minnesota, there is a fair amount of what you can do around that. Um, on the you know, a mile and a half from me is North Dakota, and there is very different restrictions. Like right now, they're under a mask mandate too, but it, it came a little bit late. But it's, it's very different, um, and I think that's the interesting part for people that have locations in different states and you know even different metros. There there can be different rules, and you know it's it's trying to keep track of all the things like with in your mind, like how do we keep people safe and how do we continue to move forward? Because like you said, business is booming, and we just need to figure out how we you know how do we do what we're doing, but even more of it and also take care of our people. So um, 100%, that's a challenge. Uh, and these are some good ideas you shared, I think that are are helpful of really, um, I guess I would say this comes back to mindset too, right? How do we make this work versus like, this is impossible. Um, but yeah, any, any thoughts or anything you wanna kind of close with on Nicole, just kind of on that topic? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. We covered it pretty, pretty good. Just helping yeah. some, <laughs> like, what did we say in our last one? Uh, yeah. Teaching an old dog new tricks. <laughs> exactly. Right. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's it. Uh, I think that's the part where, uh, you know, we're all getting better. Obviously, if anyone listening has great tips or things that have worked to help deal with the the changes that have been brought about by the pandemic, you know, drop it uh in the comments or reach out to me my contact information is there love to hear it love to share it um we all get better when we share what we know and share our experiences and that's you know that's what we're here for so thank you so much nicole for joining me and sharing your experience and your wisdom with everyone i know that there's a ton of people out there who are going to put it into action and get great use from it so thank you so much and uh to everyone else, happy hiring, and we'll uh, catch you at the next episode, okay? Thank you so much. Are you disappointed in the quality of your job applicants? Frustrated by your high turnover rates? If so, you need to check out RecruitRetainRock.com. It's the only comprehensive recruiting and retention training program designed exclusively for the building products industry. Learn more and schedule a free consultation call with Rika at RecruitRetainRock.com.